well, you know, now is that time where we've got an amazing, incredible, beautiful lady who is going to speak to us today. And of course, that's Marita. But don't come up here yet, Marita. <laughs> like, Marita today is, is going to speak about longevity. And I've got to tell you, she's the awesome lady that, to, to share that. She's been in this church, in our church, for over 20 years. Her and her husband, Russell, have been here for over 20 Oh, 21 years. Yeah, that's just, you know, four years. Like, Beck was four years old then. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, so she's been, she, they've been here in this church. So they have seen a lot of things. They have seen a lot of things. They have helped build a lot of people. Like, you know, Marita, like when I first came along, I've, I've known Marita since I've been here too. Like at times she's been my supervisor, my mentor, but she's always been compassionate, kind, loving, and one of the most hospitable people that I know. So, you know, please, like, out there in Facebook world and in here, like, please, like, open your ears because tonight you're going to be inspired by an incredible woman of God. Let's give her a hand, Marita Smith. Thank you, Teresa. That's lovely. Thank you so much. We love Teresa. Who loves Teresa? Yeah. Thank you for all you do, Teresa. Yes, I'm going to have a blackboard over. Oh, and I'm going to get Katie. She's going to be my little drawer, my artist. I am going to talk about longevity. Um, I just, I know that Judy and Dale, I think we came about the same time. So we're over, over 21 years. We were like 21 and a half years since we've been coming to the church. And Judy and Dale have been there. But, you know, I... Longevity has so many benefits, you know, and being part of a church, watching people grow up, have babies. Go, Katie, that's beautiful. But I want to give a shout out to somebody here tonight. It's about turning up. Longevity in church life is about turning up. I'm going to give a shout out to Beck Vizzy. Stand up, Beck. You know why I'm going to, you know why I'm going to give a shout out to her? Beck, how long have you been coming to church for? For five years. Five years ago, she was suffering from uh, depression, from mental disorders. She um, really, really struggled to fit in and to be part of the church. But everyone would say to her, but just keep coming. Just keep turning up. This girl has been coming and turning up and turning up. Even when she's been a little bit unhappy, she's been turning up. Even when she's feel a bit sad, she's been turning up. And I tell you what, she has been off medication for 18 months now and now has got into exercise and found that that's really helped her and now is taking people on walks on a Saturday morning. Give it up to Beck. Just keep turning up. Wonderful. The one thing I love about Christianity and being in church is that we're continually inspired and we grow and we learn. I want to know who's, who's been in church for over... I've been, I've been in church for over 30 years. Who's been in church longer than that? Whoa, check them out. Okay, shout out how, how long you've been coming to church for. 34, awesome. Oh, your whole life. Well, so that's 35 for Linda Frecker. Ken and Margaret. So, 70 years. 
Jesus. Hey, I think you need to be standing here. That's incredible. Judy and Dale, 55 years. Ainsley, 39 years. Joe, 37 years. That's awesome. Been in church life. I shout out to you guys. I really do. Tell me who's been here one or two years? Who's been a Christian one or two years? Yeah, we got a hand up there. Yeah? What? Yeah? I shout out to you guys because you're here. You're here. You're getting planted in the house and you're growing strong. This message will help you. This message will help you. You've been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Oh my gosh. Appleton's. Whoa. Oh. And, you know, from the day we were born again, we were committed to build the church. And I just got a few keys of how that really helped us. I had a vision because I was born again in about oh, 24. Can you imagine that? Oh. 24 years old and I had a vision when I was an older lady like 50 <laughs> that I you know at 24 I wanted to know everything about God I wanted to know the scriptures I wanted to be free I wanted to lay hands on the sick you know but it takes time to grow and mature but I wanted to be but I thought oh but when I'm an older person like 50 I was thinking you know at least I'll be free then and at least I'll be able to be bold and like some of the 50 year olds that I used to see in church and I reckon I'll hear God so much better and and it's true I have I have but I haven't stopped there now I've got a vision of when I'm 90 hello when I'm 90 tell me who's in their 20s here you'll be 60 just thought I let you know your grandkids your grandkids will probably be picking Russ and I up from the retirement home, only we never retire, to come to church. And I've got this vision of me at 90 years old, and I'm praying that I keep well and in health, and you know, because with long life, it will satisfy you. If I do have a walking frame, don't laugh at me. You've got to remember, this is up the track a fair bit. And, and you know what I'm going, what I imagine now? I imagine as my walking frame goes past people, they'll get healed, delivered, set free. Come on, fire for God, inspired. Oh, I have a vision that I'm going to serve Jesus till the day I die. Because you know why? We're all in. We're all in. They're all in. And uh, a lot of this story, Russell is right 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 beside me aren't you Russ yes because we actually got born again together and uh, we've done this journey together so the person who led me to the Lord this is an interesting thing so the first thing the first key I'm going to talk about is foundation so you can draw a foundation and this is the first key is your foundation now, this is how our foundation was established. Russell and I, we were a young couple and we we're just having babies and we got saved, right? The lady who led us to the Lord was a very strong woman, like really strong, like no compromise, anything strong. So we were frightened to have all the uh, records that we used to own, so we got rid of them. And, and uh, we were frightened to listen to the radio because it could be the devil's music. And uh, we were full on. We were full on, like, 
kind of a bit scared of God, but kind of, you know, well, this is what we've got to do. We're a Christian because our lives beforehand were pretty crappy anyway. So, you know, coming into a relationship with Jesus was not so bad. But she was like, don't ever compromise. Do not compromise. Do not compromise the word. Do not compromise. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. She never compromised going to church. You go to church every Sunday. I'm like, oh, yes. So I went along to church, you know. Uh, Russell was a little bit not quite convinced uh, for a little while there. He had to mow the lawn on a Sunday. Mow the lawn. Yeah. But anyway, eventually he did and he gave his heart to the Lord. And this is the absolute truth. So a lot of these keys I'm just talking out of my own life. Is that okay? You know, and just this story. This is the absolute truth. He said, well, if we're going to step into this Christian thing, we're all in. We're all in. We're not going to compromise. So the first key for us was commitment. Oh, commitment. So that, that's kind of in that foundation there it was commitment that was a non-compromising we go to church every Sunday that's it we just go to church every Sunday I know I've talked to you about and I mean you may be still alive the lovely lady who used to meet us at the door because we only had a small church and she stood in the way and she was a lovely large lady and who loved to give you very big close hugs so we used to take a breath go in for the hug and go into church you know <laughs> but but we learned we, we but we learned so much you know in the house of God so basically basically our foundation was commitment where I'm going to keep pulling this up because we just decided we're all in and as you know, we're all in till when Jesus comes back. There is just no compromise in that. We are all in. We are just in. That's it. You're going to see us forever until Jesus comes back or until, you know, we get up there a bit earlier, whatever. We're going to see, you know, we, we, we'll be, maybe there'll be communities for us oldie, 90-year-olds, you know. There might be some communities for us together and uh, we'll see your grandbabies and your great-grandbabies and we're going to see, because we're all in, we're going to see, see guys flourish in, uh, in politics. We're going to see guys flourish in universities. We're going to see guys flourish in businesses, in music. We're going to see people just doing amazing things because we're all together. We're all in and we're going to love and support each other to do the things that God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. All right. So let me just, so that is the foundation, is commitment. But obviously when Jesus said he's going to build the church, it was on revelation. So for us, we were committed. And as we grew in our walk, we, we got revelation about this and also conviction about it. So it's just unwavering for us. It's a bit like that with our marriage too, because, um, you know, once we became Christians, we decided this is it like there is no out for us 
you know, um, works very well when two people have that conviction, not so well if only one has a conviction. So for Russell and I, it was our conviction. And uh, we never, ever say the D word, and that's not dumb. That was the book. We never say that word. We just think we are going to work it through. We'll work out. We'll get help if we need help. We'll pray if we, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to till death do us part. That's just our conviction. Well, it's like that for church. That's exactly how we feel for church. So um, Jesus says, this is this scripture, and there is a picture which I just thought is a really good picture of a house. Now here is what we call longevity. That's built on a very strong foundation. That house is over 105 years old and it's people are still living in it. There is building the house on your rock, on the rock. And that's you know there's a scripture. So we need a really good foundation when we come into the house of God. What is our foundation? Is it the revelation of who Jesus is? It's a, it's a commitment. It's a conviction. So we won't be shaken when things happen because guess what? When you're with people, things happen. Like it's never going to be like head in the clouds. It, you know, storms do come. Storms go though. That's one thing I've learned, longevity. Storms come. Storms go. And storms will calm down and you can keep going on your journey, which is awesome. So number one key is knowing your foundation. Number two is knowing your why. So just put why up there. Why do we come to church? Why do you come to church? I'll give you my why. Is that good? Yeah, I'm not going to quote you. My why... <laughs> It's just because of Jesus. <laughs> it's just because of Jesus. You can put Jesus there. I'll tell you why. I am eternally thankful that Jesus has come and saved us, taken our sin away, given us a future, given us hope, blessed us, prospered us, healed us. When I say us, I'm talking about Russ and I. He has done so much for us. And you know what? He did so much right in the beginning, but he's continuously done it. And I go to church because I connect with what his passion is. And his passion is to build the church. And here it is in Matthew 16, 18. Jesus says, he was talking to uh, Peter who had a revelation. And Jesus is talking about revelation. But he says, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father. I tell you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Revelation. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. So we are part of something that has been continuously prospering for 2,000 years. How cool is that? When Jesus said that, I'll build my church, it wasn't just a flimsy word. He'll build his church. The enemy will come to wipe out there's been persecutions, there's been deaths, there's been destruction, there has been church splits, there has been so many things against the church. And you may have been, been a part of that in other churches. There has been wicked things done against the church. That's the enemy trying to wipe us out. But guess what Jesus said? He will not 
prevail. He will not win. He is not going to win. We have the church that will continue to grow. People will continue to come to know Jesus. People will continue to be healed. People will be continue to be set free. We are part of Jesus' passion and his vision. We are part of it. And I don't want to be anywhere else but in the part of the Jesus' vision. And that's why I come to church. That's why. It's a place where we people can come and hear about him and worship and meet with other believers. It's just incredible. And he said it 2,000 years ago and the church is still remaining and the church is still flourishing. It's had its attacks. So always be conscious, you know, yeah, you know, we are in something that is growing. The kingdom of God is advancing. Oh, awesome. Okay, now we're going to do our how. So if we just put, so why I come to church? How do I have longevity? Like how do I keep longevity? Now longevity, yeah, obviously means long life, but it's also having zeal and having um, fire and, and being alive and enjoying life. It's not just the drudgery, you know. I do not want Russell to be a cranky old man, you know. If he ever gets the cranky old man pants on, I say, you need to go and pray and talk to Jesus. But uh, I don't want to be a cynical old lady. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, I've seen all this. I've been there. I've done that. No, no, no. I want to see the fresh things that are happening and see what God is doing now and keep in awe and wonder of what Jesus is doing, you know. So we want to stay young and fresh. So the number one thing, of, of my how, how to keep that longevity, is um, relationship. Relationships. Two types of relationship. I just want to share one story with you um, about me personally. Um, you know, I don't want to come to church and it be just something I do. I actually want it to come from a passion and from relationship, relationship of who is the head of the church, which is Jesus. And, um, and so in my early days, um, my beautiful friend who led me to the Lord, thank you, uh, strong, non-compromising, I think I'm, I'm getting there. Um, uh, you know, she said, she showed me a scripture once and it was uh, about the end times, right? And they were, all these people were coming to Jesus and, and Jesus says, I don't know you, go away. And I was like, you know, I read that. And they said, but didn't, this is in Matthew, you don't have to put up, but Matthew uh, 7, 21, 23. And they're like, but didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we heal in your name? Didn't we do all these great deeds in your name? And Jesus says, go away, I don't, I, I didn't know, I don't know you. That scared me a little because I realise that I can't just do actions and go to heaven. I actually have to have a real relationship with Jesus. I had, and so I went on this journey of knowing Jesus, like knowing him, like experiencing him, understanding him. It took a long time, you know, I'd, all the attributes of Jesus, read the stories of Jesus, listen to other people who have revelation of Jesus. Um, I went, I, I, I used to, 
obviously, I don't need to tell you the disciplines. Jeremy preached that so well on Sunday. Reading the word, journaling, prayer, worship, all of that. You know, I, I would do that, but I wanted to get close to him. I wanted to really experience him. And one day I was just in prayer and, and he gave me a vision of himself. And he was on the cross. And it's kind of funny, or not funny, interesting how not a Jesus on the cross, sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. Interesting how when you have visions, you're in the front. That was the funny bit. Like, so I was right in the front. And he kind of gave me this vision of his eyes. It was, I can't explain. Who's had visions of Jesus? Yeah. Like, you know what it's like. It's, it, this isn't something you can make up. This, Jesus kind of revealed himself to me and he was on the cross and the love that he had in his eyes, I, you can't explain that. And, but he was looking with such love to me. And I felt really loved for the first time, in, you know, like a, a real deep God's love. And then he looked beyond me. And I, and I turned around and there were thousands and thousands of people. And basically he said to me, I did this for you, I did this for them. And, you know, and that was just one of those many encounters that I've had over my Christian. And so when I get a bit wobbly and I'm not really sure, I make sure that I don't react out of what's going on. I will go and press into God and get revelation from him. Like the day that I said to Russ, I think I need to leave this church. Uh, we were only there for about a year in the, in the church, so 21 and a half years ago. And... Oh, I was, it was a smaller church, you know, and I really found it hard to connect. This is why it's so important to connect with people. But I, I, I just couldn't find, you know, that we had little kids and we were slow. This is before your mum, Ebony. Yeah. Because I prayed for a friend and Suze Newman was one of the first people. So I've always said to Suze, you know, I prayed her into the church. So, and Ebony was four years old at the time, but this is before that. And I just felt that maybe we'd made a mistake. But God hadn't told me to go anywhere else, which was a little bit dangerous. But you know, sometimes, I don't know if any of you felt that, but sometimes you come in and I was just not feeling like I belonged. And I should. There's no reason, you know, people were lovely. It wasn't that. It was just something that was going in me. And obviously I needed some healing in that. But anyway, I'd said to Russ, I think, I think we've made a mistake. I think we better go. In the middle of the night, the Holy Spirit wakes me up. I'd been reading a lot about the Holy Spirit and Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. And, you know, and I'd believe the Holy Spirit does prompt us and he got me up and it was a stormy night and I looked out and there was a tree our tree was it was tossing and turning and he said you know that can be like your life and I said yeah that's exactly how I feel he said sometimes a bit of the branches can break off and it hurts a bit I said yeah yeah and he just said to me you know when you come into a new church you're grafted in well when two trees are grafted in it takes a little while to connect. It takes a while, you know, and he's just saying, give yourself time to connect. 
I've grafted you into this church. It's not like what you went to. This is something that I've called you to be in. He said, but if you break that branch off and go, I don't want to be part of this tree. I just want to sit in a field for a while. He said, what will happen to the branch? Die. So obviously I didn't leave <laughs> and would never leave. I've never ever had that thought again. But, but you know, to try and talk to people or to have just kept that to myself, I don't know where I would be. But when I had this relationship with Jesus, you know, he is the one who inspires me. He's the one who gives me revelation. But also one another. You know, it's the relationships with one another. It's, I just love my friends. You know, you know who you are. You come, you come beside me, you encourage me and I hopefully encourage you and we have great chats and laughs and cheeky things and you know that I'm, yeah, a little bit cheeky. You know, but also in times of need that you're around me and I'm just so thankful for one another. So that is a real key to longevity is to keep connected to one another. I've got to keep moving. Number three is, oh sorry, um, the next thing, sorry, is vision. Um, that helps with longevity, longevity in the church. This church oozes with vision. And before I say anything, I need to say this. I have huge, huge respect for our senior ministers, Pastor John and Pastor Danielle. I not only love them, I have respect for them. I, I've walked the journey with them, you know, around, I was because I was in the church as they came in. Their love for the church, their love for Jesus, their integrity, their vision and their boldness to step out when God gives vision and other people think, oh, that's not so good, you know. I, I give a big shout out to them. You know what? I give a big shout out to the three Pierce kids here as well because you walk a journey as well. You will. Uh, these guys, I tell you what, they are incredible. Don't put pressure on them to be anything. Just let them be themselves. But they are incredible. I absolutely admire them and love them. And I love, you know, just the, the, the direction of, in life that they're going. And I so appreciate them. And so, you know, if you ever get an opportunity, whether it's in a text, whatever, Make sure you show your appreciation. Because I tell you what, that's how the devil, I'm not saying with Pastor John Dan, but with people in general, you know, encouragement, we talked about it last night, you know, people can leave because they feel discouraged. You know, make sure that you're encouraging people along the way. So, what's some of our vision? We can pretty well say it. Where Jesus is glorified and lives are transformed. That's what's in this church. This church is a church that believes in the supernatural. This church is a soul-winning church. This church believes that we can prosper. There are going to be millionaires in this church. We're getting new land in this church. We're getting a new building in this church. That you have a purpose in this church. That is vision. Oh, vision keeps you excited and fired up and keeps that longevity in the church. Wonderful. Um, the next one, that's because we are, we're all in. I just want to do two more, so I'm going to go. So one is freedom. 
obviously we come with some hurts and disappointment. Get free, okay? Get free. And if you get offended, forgive. And if you need help in that, go to Day of Freedom. This Saturday, Day of Freedom, come along and you will learn keys to be free. All right, because offense can just take you right out. Last one, okay, is serve. Oh, serve. Okay, I believe, I'll just give you the scripture. Colossians 1.18, Jesus Christ, who is the head of this body, this church. Wow, Jesus is the head of this body, of this church. He makes the whole body work together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Every single one of you has a purpose in this house. Every single one of you is needed by Jesus, is wanted by Jesus, is anointed by Jesus, is called by Jesus to be a part of this body. Russell and I had this thing right in the early stages because I had a vision, you know, like Russell and I would be pastors in the church, not senior ministers. I always saw us as support pastors. So never really, I've really enjoyed that journey. I've never had to struggle in that. I've always believed that I'm a supporter. Then 13, 14 years ago, God tells Russell to start a business and I kind of forgive me Russ but I kind of thought well that's not so spiritual that's not like working in the church how wrong am I how wrong am I he is as, as spiritual and as powerful and as anointed to be able to provide things for the church to be an instrument of blessing to the church and not only that he, uh, and not only that, you'll see him outside in the white shirt as a host welcoming you in. He is on the board. He runs his own connect group. Like he is probably, you're amazing. Right? You know what? <laughs> but we had this saying right from the beginning. That's it, darling. Yeah, thank you. We had this saying right from the beginning, whatever our hand finds to do, we'll do it with all our might and we'll do it unto the Lord and not unto others. So there, since we've been coming to this particular church, you know, we had to set up chairs, we had to pull down chairs. I did, um, I did children's church for four years. I served on the tea and coffee. I served on the communion, on the serving, on hosts and... Um, Oh, look, I, I think pretty well everything, I think I've said this before, except I was never asked to go on the worship team. I could lip sync. I could lip sync. But, you know, that's, this is my chance. <laughs> but no, I will not do that. I will not do that. So, you know, with longevity, with longevity, you have opportunity to produce great fruit, to inspire people around you. One person you inspire might go off and, and birth 20 churches and you help them along the way. One person you might inspire may go into the mission fields and absolutely um, change lives over there in the mission fields and you've inspired them and encouraged them into it. Others will plant churches. Others will build businesses. Others will be pastors. You know, everyone so 
so important. Every part of the body supplying the need for one and other. And the foundation is that it will, you know, the foundation is love. Loving one another, loving Jesus. Because that is actually the first commandment. Love the Lord with all your heart and love one another as yourself. And not only that, you'll leave a legacy. Just because you go to Jesus and others staying here, you'll actually leave a legacy behind where people can continue to be inspiring others and continuing to do the work. So it is really worth to do the journey, to finish well, to finish with passion when with fire. One scripture to finish with. I absolutely love this scripture. Romans 12, 11. Never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. God bless you guys.